Amen. It was good singing, and it's good to hear you singing out uh, the praises of the Lord. And we're turning together in the Word of God to the book of the Psalms. And this morning we were also reading from the Psalms, and tonight I want to turn your attention to Psalm 107. The Psalm 107, we looked this morning at Psalm 102 and thought about the unchanging God, the immutability of God, thou art the same. And tonight I'm drawn to the Psalm 107, and we're going to read a section of this psalm together, commencing at the first verse. And so let us hear God's word together. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east, and from the west, and from the north, and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and break their bands in sunder. O oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Amen. We'll end there at verse 15. And may the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. Amen. Well, can we turn together in God's word once again to the Psalm 107? And we want to give consideration at least to some of the verses that we have read together. The Psalm 107, and really the verses 4 through to 6, would be the verses I would want us to concentrate upon. Let us just read those verses together. Psalm 107, and the verses 4, 5, and 6. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. 
Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And this evening I want to use these verses to speak to you about a soul without the Lord. A soul without the Lord. Let us just unite our hearts together in prayer and ask the Lord to speak to us through his precious word this evening. Our Heavenly Father and our gracious God, we thank Thee for Thy Word, and we praise Thee that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. And therefore we pray, O God, that Thou wouldst take up thine own inspired word this night and send it forth, O God, in the power of God the Holy Spirit. I look to thee, O God, for help in the ministry of thy word. We know that the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Make it our Father tonight the power of God unto salvation. Shut us in now for this short time to thy holy presence and glorify thy name in and through us tonight. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. This psalm of thanksgiving really recounts for us something of the history of God's ancient people, Israel. But we would have to say that the psalm reaches beyond God's ancient people. And in fact, we would say it relates to all of God's people. Whenever you would read down the passage that we have read together, there are certain words that would stand out to us. And those words would reveal that the application of the psalm is for all who trust in the Lord and for all who are his people. Take, for example, the word in verse 2. It's the word redeemed. God's people are a redeemed people. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And when you think of God's ancient people, Israel, and how they were a redeemed people, they were held in Egypt. They were in servitude to the Egyptians. And they were in bonds. They were under hard taskmasters. And it tells us that they cried to the Lord by reason of their bondage. And the Lord heard their cry. And the Lord delivered them. And he did it through redemption. And you could read of that redemption in Exodus chapter 12. And they were a redeemed people, redeemed through the blood of the Lamb. And of course, when you think of God's people today and the apostle Peter writing in his first epistle, and he would speak about us being redeemed. And he said, we have not been redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but we've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Lamb that is without blemish 
and without spot. And that, of course, was the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And therefore, God's people are a redeemed people. The work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary was to accomplish that great work of redemption. And he redeemed his people. He set us free. If you look at the passage, there's another word that stands out to us. Verse 3. It's the word gathered. And it's the Lord speaking about his people. And it says, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. And that word gathered there, it means to collect together. And if you think of the Lord there and he's gathering up his people, he's collecting his people together. And it's a word that refers to the assembling of God's people together. God gathered up his ancient people, Israel, and he gathered them together to make them his people. And the Lord is still gathering up his people. And I think of the words in Revelation and the chapter 7, and these words are looking forward in time, and they're looking forward to a great gathering. And it's the gathering of God's people, and it's a great multitude. And Revelation 7 and verse 9, John writes, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues. And they stood before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, and palms in their hands. This innumerable company of people, and they're a gathered people. And they're gathered out of every kindred and nation and people and tongue. And Revelation 7 goes on to tell us who these people are. And it says in verse 14, These are they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And so God's people, they're a redeemed people, and they're a gathered people. Would you look at our Bible reading again? In the verse 6, you see the word delivered. They're a delivered people. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. That word delivered there, it means to rescue Oh, he rescued his people when they were in danger. The Lord stepped in and the Lord delivered them and the Lord rescued them and the Lord recovered them. In the greater sense, we today as God's people, we have been delivered. And the Bible speaks about the Lord's people being delivered from the wrath to come. We've been rescued. A redeemed people, a gathered people, a delivered people. You glance on down the passage to the verse 13 and you'll see the word saved. God's people are a saved people. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. 
the saved people. And therefore, you can see that this psalm is not only recounting the history of God's ancient people, Israel, but it's giving us something of an indication of God's people today. But through the experience that is described here, we can see something of a parallel, and it gives us a description of the soul that is living without the Lord. A soul without the Lord. And as we think about that together, I want you to notice with me firstly from these verses of Scripture the tragedy of a soul without the Lord. Verse 4 says, They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. And as these words would picture for us a soul without the Lord, it says they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. And of course, there's relation there to Israel and their wilderness wanderings. And they walked around in the wilderness in circles for 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness. And the thought is there of wandering in the wilderness without purpose seems to describe there no sense of direction. And that, for me, pictures a soul that is without the Lord. They wander in the wilderness of this world, but they have no real purpose, and they have no real direction in life. They just seem to wander aimlessly on. You know, like the sheep. And we're described in the Bible as sheep. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And you think of the sheep that breaks through the hedge there and it begins to just wander and it has no real direction and no real purpose and it just aimlessly wanders on and it's the lost sheep. That picture one tonight one who's without the Lord in this world, they wander in the wilderness. We're coming to the end of another year. Is it another year of wandering? Is it another year without the Lord? Is it another year of just going aimlessly through life? That's a tragedy. The soul without the Lord that just seems to go on without purpose and without direction. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. See, that is the, the goal and the aim and the target of God's people. And therefore, God's people have that direction and they have that purpose in life and in everything that they would be seeking to do. They're wanting to do it to the glory of God. Not just going through life without any purpose at all. A reference there to the wilderness. A reference to the vast desert experience. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. 
It appears to be, as it were, a lonely path. And the soul that is living without the Lord, the soul that is outside of Christ, they wander aimlessly on in life. There seems to be no real direction or purpose. It can end up a lonely existence, wandering in the wilderness in a solitary way. Notice as verse 4 goes on, it says, they found no city to dwell in. There's no habitation, no city to dwell in. You think of a city. A city is a place with many inhabitants. A city is a place where people are able to find their abode and they're able to, to live in the city and they're able to settle in the city. They would abide there. In ancient times, the thought of a city would take on even greater significance because a city had its inhabitants and the ancient cities would have been walled cities. And therefore, within the walls of that city, there was a sense of belonging and there was a sense there of security and you were able to, to settle in that city and to continue in that city. But the description here in this verse says they found no city to dwell in. There's no habitation. There's no place to, to settle there. A people without direction and a people without habitation. Notice verse 5. A people with no power. They were hungry and thirsty and their soul fainted in them. Their strength was gone. Their strength was gone. You think of a soul there out in the desert, and they're just wandering aimlessly in the wilderness, that vast desert, and they're not finding any town or village or city uh, that they could settle in, that they could find habitation, that they could dwell in, that they could find food and refreshment. No, and as they wander on, they're getting hungry and they're getting thirsty and they're getting to the point where they're so weary. They're so weary in this old wilderness that they're ready to faint. They're ready to perish if they were certainly left to themselves. There's no water to, to quench their thirst. And there's no food to nourish the soul and to take away that hunger. And as you apply that spiritually to the wilderness of this world, there are those who are wandering in the wilderness of this world. Souls without the Lord. Their souls are thirsting. And they're thirsting for that which would bring satisfaction. They're looking to the things of this world. And perhaps even tonight on New Year's Eve, the world will be filled with those who are thirsting after satisfaction. And they're running after the pleasure crazes of the world to try and find it. But they find that after that, they're still thirsty. Never satisfies the soul. Many thirsty souls, the hungering of the soul. There's nothing in this old world that can spiritually meet the needs of the soul. 
by way of nourishing the soul. And therefore, as individuals continue on, they end up, as it were, getting weary. Their soul is ready to faint within them. Their souls who are living without the Lord in Ephesians chapter 2, it would describe it as being without God and without hope. Souls in danger, if left to themselves, will perish. The tragedy of a soul without the Lord. But I want you to look at these verses again. And secondly, we see the turning of the soul to the Lord. And you notice there in verse 6 of this psalm, it says, then. You compare the end of verse 5, it's when their soul fainted in them, then. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And there came that point in their lives here. They had been up to this point as it were, living without the Lord, a soul without the Lord. But then, then there came a turning point. And there came a time when they were at an end of themselves. And they realized the hopeless condition that they were in spiritually that they were completely without strength and their soul fainting within them. And then they turned to the Lord. It says they cried. That word cried is a strong word. It's a bursting forth of a cry. It's a cry that's coming from a heart of sorrow. It's the unburdening of a heart. It's a cry from the innermost depths of the soul. Then they cried. And in that cry, there was something of a turning on to the Lord and a crying to the Lord, a realizing that they needed the Lord. It says, and he delivered them. You see, the Lord heard their cry. And the Lord rescued them. And the Lord recovered them out of their distresses. And thank God there came that time in their lives when they turned to the Lord and they cried to the Lord. They stopped just going on aimlessly in life. They called and they cried and the Lord heard and answered and the Lord delivered them and the Lord saved them. There are so many who can relate to that. You could think of individuals in the Bible. You think of the apostle Peter, and he wanted to go to the Lord. The Lord was walking on the water, and he called Peter to come. And Peter begins to walk on the water to go to the Lord. But as he's walking, Peter begins to sink down into the water, and he cried unto the Lord. He said, Lord, save me, save me. And the Lord heard his cry, and the Lord lifted him up. And others like blind Bartimaeus, who sat by the highway side begging, he cried out unto the Lord. He said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
the Lord heard his cry. Do you think of the Philippian jailer? And he cried out with the question and he said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas were able to give him the answer, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And he did call and the Lord heard him and the Lord saved him. There was the publican. He smote upon his breast and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It says that he went to his house justified. The Lord heard the sinner's cry. You think of the penitent thief upon the cross beside the Savior. And there came a point when he turned. And he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And the Lord heard his cry. And the Lord said to him, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So many have called. Those tonight in the gospel meeting, and you can relate to it as well. There was a time in your life when you were living without the Lord and you were just wandering on in life aimlessly. But there came a point where the Lord brought you under conviction of sin. And there was a turning point. There was a time when you called. You called upon the Lord and you asked him to forgive your sin and to save your soul. And the Lord heard your cry. There was a time in my life when the Lord heard my cry. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isaiah would say, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And no better time than right now that if you've never called upon the Lord to save you, that you would turn to the Lord right now. And in the quietness of your own heart, you would ask the Lord to save your soul. And take the Lord at his word. He will honor his word. And you call upon him, he will hear your cry. He will save your soul. Don't enter into another year. Don't enter into 2024 without the Lord. Him says, O turn, while the Savior in mercy is waiting, and steer for the harbor light, for how do you know what your soul may be drifting over the deadline tonight? There's an urgency here in turning to the Lord and calling upon him for salvation. And so we thought about the tragedy of the soul without the Lord. And then we thought about the turning of the soul to the Lord. But thirdly, I want you to think about the triumph of the soul in the Lord. And what triumph there is this evening to know that you're saved and you're shut in to the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. And I want you to follow with me in these verses that we've read for just a moment. The meeting will soon be over, but I want you to see the change that takes place here. 
We looked at verse 4, and it says, They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. And there was the, the soul without the Lord being pictured. But then whenever you come to the verse 7, once they have cried on the Lord and the Lord has delivered them, it says, and he led them forth by the right way. Oh, before they were wandering in the wilderness, but now the Lord has brought them to the right way. You see the change that has taken place? Wandering in the wilderness, and now they're in the right way. There are many wrong ways tonight, but there's only one right way. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And when you come to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's no more just wandering about and wandering around in circles. No, now you're in the right way. And you're in the way where there's direction and there's purpose and you're living your life to the glory of God and you have that blessed hope before you. You see the before and after there? Look again at verse 4. We thought about those words in the latter part of the verse. They found no city to dwell in. They, they had no habitation. They had no dwelling place. They had nowhere to settle. You look at verse 7 again. It says that they might go to a city of habitation. Do you see the before and after? Before they had no city. Before they had no habitation. But they've now called upon the Lord. And the Lord has delivered them that they might go to a city, a city of habitation. You don't need me to remind you that heaven is spoken of as a city. It's a holy city. The new Jerusalem. You think of Abraham, and he was the friend of God and the father of the faithful. And it tells us that Abraham, by faith, he looked for a city. A city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He looked for a city. And Revelation describes that city. It's the city four square. It's the city that speaks to us of heaven. And the redeemed of the Lord will be found in the new Jerusalem. Those that have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, they're no longer wandering in the wilderness. They're in the right way. No longer have they no city to dwell in. Now they have a city of habitation. They're heaven bound. Before and after. Then you notice there in verse 5. The hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. You compare that with the verse 9. And it says, For he satisfieth the longing soul, and he filleth the hungry soul with goodness. And there's the thirst, and the thirst has been satisfied. And there's the hunger, and the hungry soul has been filled. Why? Because he, the Lord Jesus Christ, he satisfieth the longing soul. 
And he filleth the hungry soul with goodness. You see the before and after. You cannot fail to see the difference there. The soul without the Lord and the soul with the Lord. You see, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And you would have noticed as we read down this psalm that it's a psalm of thanksgiving and no wonder. The opening words which are repeated at different points. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. No wonder there's praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord. It's for all that the Lord has done for them. And oh, in God's so great salvation tonight, May we see afresh what the Lord has done for our souls. And all that he endured for us as he suffered and bled and died upon that accursed tree. And may we never, may we never cease to give thanks unto the Lord and to praise his holy name for all that he has done for our souls. If there's one tonight and you're still a soul without the Lord, it is our earnest prayer and desire that you would close in with the Lord tonight and that you would know the joy of sins forgiven and you would know the peace of God within your heart this evening and you could enter 2024 with that new purpose, that new direction, and you could live your life to the glory and to the honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts this evening.